Welcome to Wyoming Pathway to Adventure, places to go and ways to enjoy Wyoming's great outdoors. Brought to you by Wyoming State Parks, Office of Outdoor Recreation. Howdy, this is Pathfinder Bruce Shaliano, and our guest today is Tyler Hofer, co-owner of the Jackalope Motor Lodge in Pinedale. Hello, Tyler. Hello, Bruce. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about the Jack as it is affectionately known? Yeah, absolutely. So the Jackalope Motor Lodge is a 15-room uh, motel in Pinedale, Wyoming, uh, that my wife and I bought um, in the summer of, of 2021. So we're almost three years into this, three summers under our belt, but it's uh, just your your average uh, roadside motel that we've kind of converted into something a little special. I noticed that you did do a lot of renovations on it. Uh, we're sitting in one of the rooms now, and um, I find it very comfortable looking. Yeah, well, we did put a lot of a time and, and uh, effort into it. When we bought the property, it was actually a vacant property on the edge of town. Um, depending on who you talk to in Pinedale, there's debate on how long it had been sitting here without a, uh, anybody taking care of it. But it caught our eye on a trip that we, we were on here to Pinedale and um, we kind of went down the rabbit hole of uh, what would it take to restore an old motor lodge like this. And uh, yeah, so we bought it in June of, of 21 and we, we started almost immediately on renovations. What kind of things can a, a smaller motel, family-owned motel like yours, offer that the big chain motels can't? Yeah, probably the number one thing that guests really love about the Jackalope Motor Lodge is that they get to meet the person who's running it, who owns it. We do live on site here, my, myself and my family. We have three little boys, um, and guests just love to interact with us in the lobby. Um, our kids sometimes pop in and say hello, and I think people really like that personal touch of knowing exactly where their money is going and that they're supporting you know, someone's dream when they stay at, at a place like this. Now, the Jackalope Motor Lodge has become somewhat of an icon for folks hiking the Continental Divide Trail. Why is that? You know, that's, that's an interesting question because it's kind of something that, that fell in our lap a little bit. When we first opened our doors in the summer of 21, I said that we started the remodeling right away, and we did in a sense. We, we took eight rooms and we kind of got them functional. And by functional, I mean we repainted the walls, we put new beds in, hung a TV on the wall, and that's pretty much it. Still had the 1980s shag carpet, had that weird smell. So it was, a, it was an interesting you know, first few, few weeks. We had it open right after the 4th of July, and that's right when the hiker bubble started to hit Pinedale. And by hiker bubble, it's, it's when a lot of the northbounders got into town. Um, and when you come to Pinedale in the summer, I think you're, it's a little unexpected because everyone's always shocked that the hotels are full. Um, we're a very tourism-driven dri industry with the parks, Yellowstone, Tetons within you know driving distance. And so our hotels are full almost every night. So these hikers came into town and they're shocked and there's no place for them to stay. And of course, we were we were pricing our rooms very low because I just knew 
we couldn't offer a lot, and they were very happy with what we offered. And so that first summer, um, it really opened our eyes to the demand from hikers in our area and just that there wasn't anybody who was really looking out for them in that sense. And so that first summer, I mean, there was a couple of nights when our parking lot was empty, no cars, but we were sold out because everybody had walked here. <laughs> it was it was very eye-opening and I loved it because I'm a hiker myself and it just, you know, the stories that they were scratched and itched. That I, I was so busy remodeling and running a business, I couldn't get out there to hike. So I was kind of living life through them that summer. Now, nowadays, uh, what percentage of your occupancy is uh, with hikers on the Continental Divide Trail? Yeah, so CDT hikers, um, you know, in the summer, in the in the height of the bubble, when it's hitting, you know, we probably, a third of our rooms are CDT hikers and our hostel rooms, obviously. But a majority of our other rooms are also hikers, but not necessarily through hikers. They're people who are coming and bookending their trip with us, you know, they'll stay a night or two and then go out into the winds for a couple of days and then come back and stay on the back end. But we've really marketed ourselves as a hiker friendly hotel. We have a lot of amenities specifically for hikers. So our main clientele definitely is someone who's coming on an adventure, either hiking or biking on the CDT or on the trails around the CDT. Now, you mentioned you have accommodations for hikers. What are some of those accommodations? You mentioned uh, the hostel rooms. Yeah, so that, again, came out of that first summer. Um, when we hit the end of the summer in, in 2021, we knew that we wanted to gut all of our rooms and kind of remodel them and make them um, really nice. And in doing that, then you kind of raise your price point the next summer. And I didn't want to price hikers out. So I convinced my wife uh, to take two rooms out of the 15 rooms we have. So we took the two end rooms, rooms 14 and 15, um, and we custom built bunk beds that, that fit in those spaces um, and sell those rooms in the summer uh, by the bed. So a kind of hostel style accommodations where you're not having to come in and you know pay $150 for a hotel room. You can pay $40 and, and get a bed and a shower and all the other amenities that we offer for hikers. Um, and it's, it's really gone off. It's been a big hit. Now, I did talk to uh, one of the through hikers here um, before we sat down to chat. And I noticed there's a barbecue pit out there, um, nice shaded uh, area, covered deck. Was that part of your plan? Yeah, so this has been like three years in the making. I think each summer we kind of listen to what hikers are saying, the feedback they're giving, you know, and they'll say, oh, it'd be really nice if you had laundry. And so then the next summer we, you know, we added a washing machine or they said it'd be nice if you had like a fire pit or a barbecue or all these things like loner bikes. And then, you know, I take notes and then over the off season I work on getting some of those things added to to what we offer and it just kind of continues to grow and I think each each season we just add more and more things that hikers are looking for just trying to again become as hiker friendly as possible and really um, become a place where hikers can come and they feel cared for and that they can rest and and recover before going back out on the trail. Now do you have loner bikes? We do, yeah. So um, we have a couple of loaner bikes just on a rack out there that they can borrow 
and we always just say, don't worry about locking them up or anything. Pinedale's a very safe small town, but honestly, they're they're not very nice bikes. So if they disappear, um, but there is a funny story that actually goes with one of the loner bikes <laughs> that happened this summer. We had a, a CDT hiker who I think he was from France. So his English wasn't the greatest. I mean, he, he got by all right, but um, he definitely you know, it was a second language English was, but he took a loaner bike to our grocery store. And as he was inside the grocery store, he came back out and, um, an employee from Ridley's, which is our grocery store was, was yelling, Hey, you stole my bike. That's my bike. And of course this guy's just like wide eyed shocked. He's like, what are you talking about? But as it turns out that uh, the previous night, a hiker had borrowed one of our bikes and taken it to the grocery store and then forgot what the bike looked like and just grabbed a random bike. And he, he took one of the employee's bikes back here. And then this poor guy from France grabs that bike and goes back to the same grocery store the next day. And this employee's like, you know, on the lookout trying to find his bike and he finds it. And it was this whole ordeal where it's just this huge mix up. I felt so bad for this poor guy who was just like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> and I had to go kind of smooth things over, but, uh, that's the nice thing about small towns, you know. It is a very hiker-friendly town. I think most businesses understand what the, you know, what the CDT hiker is looking for, and they understand like what they need. And so, there's very few bad interactions. I think for hikers in Pinedale, I think we're a very friendly trail town. So, it occurred to me perhaps uh, you could stencil your logo on the loaner bikes, and then the. Yeah, that's yeah. We we definitely need to figure that out, don't we? <laughs> we don't we don't want this to be a reoccurring theme for sure. <laughs> so I'm sure you've met a lot of CDT hikers. Uh, do you have any stories to share besides the uh, the wayward Frenchman and the stolen bike? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's hundreds of CDT hikers that we've met over the years, and. So many just quirky, you know, stories that come up and funny things that happen. But what I really, really love about having these hikers on our property, of course, is, is getting to know their story and playing like a small part in, in that story of their, their journey across those thousands of miles, you know, either south or north uh, on the trail. Um, but we get postcards occasionally from hikers. You know, some hikers are really intentional. Once they get off the trail, get back home, they'll write postcards to different people along the trail that they meet. And so we got a postcard from a guy from South Korea this year who hiked last summer. And just like, he's like, I, I just want to thank you for like driving me to the post office. And I remember once I read the cards, like, oh yeah, he wanted to get to the post office before it closed. He didn't want to walk. So I drove him over there and he remembered that. And he was just so grateful in this postcard that he sent. And so it's just fun to, to know that we play just a, a minor role in some of these hikers' stories. But then I'm also an avid hiker myself. And about twice a summer, I get to go out into the Wind River Range and, and do some backpacking. And whenever I'm out there, I'm always kind of incognito. Um, I'm always, you can always tell us a, a through hiker from like a weekend warrior by the pack, by the way they look, by the way they smell. And so when I come across someone I know is a through hiker, I'm always like, hey, are you going into town? You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going in. We're, you know, going to hitch out of Green River, out of Elkhart Park. And I just play dumb. I'm like, oh, yeah, do you have a place to stay? And they're like, oh, yeah, there's this, you know, place called the Antelope or the Jackrabbit or, 
you know, they never get the name right. I guess Jackalope's a little hard to remember, but um, I always just play along. And then at the end, I'm always like, yeah, you should definitely stay there. I'm the owner. And then they're like, oh, like we've heard so many great things about it. So, and I, I don't, I just love the legend of the Jackalope, you know, it's a legendary creature, but I think what we're trying to do here is also become a legendary stop for CDT hikers and be a part of, of, of their story, of their adventure. And so that really, I think, fuels what we do here is those interactions, getting to know those hikers, even if it's just for a day or two um, and play a, a small part of their story. But the fun thing is, is when they come back. We've had a few come back, you know, they come and they stay during the summer on their hike, but they love Pinedale so much. They love what we're doing so much that they want to come back then, you know, later in the fall, in the winter to go skiing or in the same summer we've had, you know, through hikers that I'm like, I'm not sure how this works, but you've like been here like four separate times because sometimes they hop around, you know, they catch rides or they, you know, so we've had that happen where they've stayed like multiple times and then you really get to know them you know over the course of of those multiple stays but uh yeah well tyler i think you are well on your way to becoming a legend and uh, we wish you well oh i appreciate it thanks for your time and it's it's been a pleasure chatting with you thank you the jackalope motor lodge is quickly becoming an icon for continental divide trail hikers as well as those spending a day or two in the wilderness of the Wind River Mountains. Next week, I'll chat with a CDT thru-hiker as I discover the motivation behind the man's grueling 2,000-mile-plus trek along the spine of the continent. I hope you'll join me. Until then, happy trails in Wyoming's great outdoors. Join us each week on Wyoming Pathway to Adventure. Your outdoor adventure awaits in Wyoming. Wyoming.